Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Draper Goran Holm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Yo, yo, Blockchain and Booze Nation, how you doing, number 65? 65 days of quarantine, I think. Let's throw that ticker down there. Um, I don't know if people are still quarantining. I'm hearing more and more places are being lifted, especially after what happened in Miami and the conference. But nonetheless, session 65 of Blockchain and Booze, very, very excited to be here. Uh, real quick, shameless plug. My name is Adam. I'm with Draper Gordon Home. Uh, outside of kind of investing in some of the best early stage blockchain startups. We also produce some of the best events in crypto from LA Blockchain Summit, the Global DeFi Summit, which is, shameless plug, happening this Thursday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. We have over 80 of the top DeFiers speaking, 22 sessions, hours and hours and hours of the most relevant up-to-date content. You got to check it out. Go to globaldefisummit.com and register for free. So Global DeFi Summit, NFT Summit, we had the Security Token Summit, we got Alone's What the Block, and your very own blockchain and booze. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Adam Levy. I've been doing this for what feels like uh, ages, and uh, many drinks later, here we are, session 65, where every week we cut together and uh, we talk about crypto, what's been happening in the space, the hottest topics, and we do it over a drink. So if you're new here, Welcome. It's a pleasure. Go to meet.blockchainbooze.io, meet.blockchainbooze.io. If you want to join the conversation live, which you should, and I'm looking at, yes, Sean, I'm looking at the chat right now. LA is open, Sean. Uh, David Allen Goldsmith, no one dies. Alina, life in COVID, fast lane. Yes, yes. Pierre, shout out to Blockchain Radio our beloved media partner, as well as Lunar Crush, which if you are live streaming it on uh, and seeing the live stream on Twitter, go to meet.blockchainbooze.io. Okay, I'm going to shut up now because uh, I got someone really special to bring up. He's a brother of mine. Uh, we've known each other for some time, and he's working on a really dope startup that's really been making headwinds across crypto Twitter for its unique approach on leveraging the value that's been locked or that is locked in NFTs across DeFi. Uh, and without further ado, Ben Lykoff, welcome, bro. How you doing, man? Welcome to the Boozer Nation, as I like to say. Yeah, this is great, man. There was an epic <laughs> countdown video getting on here. Just, Dude. just great. And some of those drinks I saw in that intro video, real aggressive, real aggressive. Not gonna lie. What What are you drinking? Uh, so I. I'm not a big drinker, so I just found what was in my fridge, which I have a hard kombucha, which I don't even know how this ended up in my fridge, but I'll be drinking that this evening. Dude, it has a little alcohol. What's more Venice than hard, hard band kombucha uh, right now, right? I was just going to say, you're such a you're such an L.A. stereotype drinking the kombucha. <laughs> yeah, I've been here and I'm just fulfilling all, all of the stereotypes already. I, I love it, man. Welcome to Blockchain and Boost. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to have you on. Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. We got to do it. Hey, it's actually cheers. pretty good. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Nice. Dude, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, I've been wanting to have you on for some time because your project, which is not live yet, but it will be live soon uh, from what I saw on the oh, website. Oh, it's live. Is it live? 
Maybe I misread yeah, that. We're redoing so, the website. Clearly, there's a, there's an issue there. <laughs> okay, so it's live. Okay, so you can go check it out, Charge Particles. But you've actually come up with a really cool way to leverage the value locked in, in, in NFTs across DeFi, which we'll get into in a minute. But before we get into that, quick background on yourself. Uh, who, who the hell are you? Uh, what were you doing before crypto and uh, kind of where you are today? Man, you get deep right off the right off the back with the who who the hell are you uh, question. Uh, my name's Ben Lakoff. I'm American. I'm from Indiana, uh, but I spent nine of the past eleven years outside of the U.S. Uh, doing a multitude of number of things within finance, so corporate finance, M and A, uh, banking, short period, and uh, private equity, and then got into the crypto space uh, late 2016, uh, full time. 2017, um, had a startup, failed a startup, sold a startup, uh, grew some startups as a consultant, uh, ended up joining Gitcoin Kernel uh, last summer as a mentor, advisor, which if any of the listeners uh, aren't what Gitcoin Kernel is, it's a Web3 accelerator, so community of people building, creating, learning about Web3, highly recommended you check it out. Um, and it was there that I met Rob Secord. So he was the founder, visionary, the, 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 the mastermind behind what is Charge Particles and started off as a few meetings talking about uh, go-to-market strategy and the, the vision of Charge Particles. And um, yeah, I just drank a lot of the Kool-Aid. So that was, uh, that was last summer, like June, July. Um, both of us went full-time on it in October of last year. And after a lot of iterations and building, we launched in February this year um, on Mainnet. And we're going live on Polygon this week. So it's been a, been a crazy ride and we're, we're just really getting started. Dude, exciting. So you got into crypto through NFTs, from what I understand. No. So I actually got into crypto via angel investing. So okay. um, I was in corporate finance and uh, right. wanted to do some angel investing. And one of the first uh, angel investments was a, a crypto exchange in Asia when I was living in Bangkok. Got you. And the startup that you sold, what what was that? What what problem did it solve? Oh, that, that was the crypto exchange. <laughs> oh, that was a crypto exchange. Okay. Got yeah, you. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So exciting. Do you remember the first crypto you bought? Yeah, it was actually ETH, and it was around that same time. And I did look back. Uh, I, th I think it was late, late 2016, but it was under okay. 10 bucks. And it was uh, it was one of those things. That a friend that was a developer was like, hey, you got to check out this ETH thing. It's going to change the world. Or, and I was like, dude, I, I don't have Coinbase. Like, I'm not going to figure this out. Uh, just buy me some uh, and, and we'll we'll sort it out. And, of course, it, like, you know, didn't do much for a little bit and then just started moving so i started paying a little bit more attention to it yeah you know when when people kind of talk about nfts and they see jpegs or mp4s or mp3s whatever file they want to kind of reference being sold anywhere between thousands to hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars they start scratching their head and they're like what the hell is going on here right obviously you thought about that like I'd even argue very philosophically to an extent to kind of think about what can you do beyond these files that you store and you appreciate and you kind of use to show off to friends. Um, can you walk me more through that process? Like, how did you come to the conclusion? Like, wait a minute, someone just bought this for $69 million and I'm referencing people's like, 
Is there more you could do with it? Take me through that process, how you kind of came to that conclusion. Yeah. So I can't take any credit for the idea behind charged particles. This was Rob and he, uh, Rob Secord, uh, he's Canadian, uh, experienced developer, won a bunch of hackathons, uh, but he was one of the senior developers in bringing pool together V3 to life, which is a really cool protocol. But um, yeah, he's been acting on this since uh, late 2019. So and tagged the uh, DeFi NFT Twitter handle in February 2020. So long before the DeFi summer and like NFTs started to be more mainstream. Um, so he certainly had a lot of the four. So, you know, this is, this is, I guess, where I kind of got the aha moment was speaking to people that are smarter than me um, and people like Rob that are like, hey, NFTs are not just art. An NFT is a non-fungible token. It's a token that's not fungible. It's a unique token. It provides digital scarcity in this this world of infinite replicability um, that was previously unheard of. It gives this this the digital content a, a home and scarcity represented on the blockchain. So, I, he he was the one that kind of opened my eyes, and this was long before like the the DeFi boom, and of course, or, or uh, the NFT boom, and of course, I I wish I would have just bought every NFT. I came into contact with like uh, late summer uh, 2020. Uh, that would have been great. But instead, we were uh, like ideating and building charge particles and thinking, okay, as soon as this, our go to market strategy is to go for crypto art first. This is easy to understand. You create a, a digital art, but eventually the the idea that NFTs are, are not just this digital art, uh, they're much, much more. Um, this The rest of the world will kind of come to this. Yeah. And if not, you know, maybe we're we're just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but we think a, they will. A lot of the world has kind of come to terms with it, at least in the last few months. Now we're kind of in a in a weird cycle right now. Things are like mellow, null, whatever you want to call it. But when things were ramping up, right? You had the ferociouses of the world, you have the fuck renders of the world, the Mad Doc Jones and the Nifty Gateway with Blau and uh, uh Origin Protocol and all these like iconic players that really define and influenced uh, that wave of NFTs, right? How did you make sense of it at the time? Were you just like, what the hell is going on? Were you like, no, this is, this is happening. This is meant to happen. Like, what was your, what was your point of view during that process? Yeah, a few things. So one, it was like, yes, I knew this was going to be a thing. And then like with the velocity and the chaos, and I don't know if you were on Clubhouse at the time, but like Clubhouse was just, everybody was, I, I mean, you would think NFTs, like the whole world was talking about it, right? And then you talk to your grandmother or whatever, and she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Thank God, not everybody's talking about it. So a bit, uh, it was like confirmation biasy. Like I knew this was going to be a thing, but also like, this is getting a bit ridiculous. I think peak chaos was, I, I don't know if I told you this in person, but uh, both of us are in the LA area. And uh, in, every Monday we meet up, it's called Crypto Mondays uh, here in Venice. And I met a guy that was like, hey, um, yeah, we're launching, I'm a startup incubator and we're, we're launching an NFT platform. Uh, and I was like, oh, great. What blockchain are you on? He's like, <laughs> We're not on blockchain. Like people don't like the, the like crypto aspect of NFTs. So we're just going to pull that away and it's going to be a non-blockchain crypto uh, NFT platform. It's like, 
okay, well, you know, T stands for token, like which typically is on a blockchain. But um, yeah, <laughs> there you are. And it was at that point that it was like, okay, maybe this is like peak hysteria and whatever it is what it is like um these boom and bust cycles i think overall are net good for the ecosystem and uh, serves as a trojan horse getting more people involved people that never would have or, or would have taken a lot longer to get there um it gets a lot of pr a lot of press but um yeah it was uh, it, it was pretty pretty wild there for a bit I was thinking that you were going to follow up with that story of say like that was like OpenSea or Nifty Gateway or <laughs> like it was like one of these like iconic platforms that you were like, um, all right, good luck with that, that I've now raised millions yeah. of dollars. Well, you never know. I mean, maybe this will be a great one and they'll just obfuscate the blockchain in the background there you because go. it doesn't exist and then eventually they'll throw it in and port everything over and it'll be great. Who knows? Yeah. What, what are some of your favorite NFTs that kind of come out? over the last few months or favorite artists? Yeah, I mean, the, the NFT space is moving so freaking quickly. It's 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 nearly impossible. I mean, the ones that I own that I like, I think are quite cool are, are like Avastars. Those, those have been around for a while and they're less sexy. Um, I'm pretty bullish on virtual real estate, like in some of these places like crypto voxels. But honestly, like I haven't spent enough time in the whole crypto art world uh, with charge particles. We do these metaverse events and we have a number of artists that come and create art and we display it in our visual art gallery and crypto voxels. The art that they are creating is just absolutely amazing. Um, so a lot of that, th those pieces of yeah. uh, art have just been amazing. No, I, I hear you. I remember so a couple of things. Shout out to uh, Superworld app that also kind of tinkers around in the uh, in the virtual real estate side of things. Our portfolio company of Dripcorn Home. It's actually really cool what they do. They've basically like fragmented uh, what feels like Google Maps and distributed all these different plots of lands into parcels, right? These like bits that people can purchase and then leverage uh, to to. I guess like interact with with AR and VR to an extent, and also build on top of it uh, and trade the pieces of land and really really cool stuff. But side tangent, um, when it came to the whole rise of of NFTs, I remember the most iconic drop for me that I was like fortunate enough to be a part of was the three loud drop. And shortly before, uh, we had a session with NFTs titled "NFTs Revolutionizing, Revolutionizing the Music Industry." with uh, Koopa Troopa and 3Lau. And we were talking about NFTs, we were talking about social tokens, we were talking about how they would revolutionize the music industry. And then to see that narrative kind of play and take place on Clubhouse, like you mentioned, being a prime vehicle, all this adoption, all this excitement, like everyone and their mother was preaching, you gotta love the community, NFT communities love, all this is different, blah, 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 there's arts, there's culture. It definitely brought a whole level of energy into crypto that otherwise wasn't there through DeFi, right? Because you lived through DeFi summer. You saw those projects and the Aves and the synthetics and the DYDXs and the one inches and the totals and the, all these really cool projects that like were cool through functionality, but they weren't as sexy as NFTs um, and the cool visuals right. that came with that. So when you guys are building out charge particles and you're trying to think about like what else can I do with NFTs beyond holding, storing, uh, showcasing value? 
why was DeFi like that automatic thing? Like, oh my God, this is like a perfect combination. Why, why was that there? What, what was it about it? Yeah, great question. Um, so again, Rob, all, all the credit in the world right, for coming up right. with this. Um, yeah, yeah. So his the original idea that sparked it was um, thinking about a way to help uh, small businesses or, or uh, have like a revenue share in the way of selling NFTs. So if you think of NFTs as not just art, as unique tokens, um, there's myriad financial use cases like bonds or, or what have you, right? Like how to be represented by an NFT. Yeah, the, the physical to digital linkage is difficult, but you could put the property you know, title and ever all the things inside of that. But um, a, a more simple use, NFT representing an e-gift card. So the ability for this e-gift card to hold a value that grows over time and a portion of that value through these DeFi protocols. So this NFT gift card holding the, the face value that's accumulating value over time. And a portion of that is being split between the user and the, um, the storefront itself. This, this kind of sparked the idea of, holy crap, what if an NFT can hold a value that accumulates in value or hold, holds a principal amount that accumulates interest over time. So when you expand out from that and you think, okay, what about uh, other site types of NFTs? So you take an NFT that is a in-game item, like a sword. Well, if you deposit real world assets into it, it's converted into like Ave Adai and it's earning interest. Well, what if this accumulated interest equates to more power that sword has within the game? Well, if I have a sword and you have a sword oh, wow. and you battle for it, yeah, and I beat you, can I take your accumulated interest? And then you start back at zero and it has to power back up. So you think about these, all, all these other use cases. Um, yeah, Wait, so- Hold on, it, stop there. That, that's so cool. That is so cool. So you're yeah. saying, well, first of all, you're literally talking about like a money power war here. Like literally yes. applying like the- the, the essence of war in real life, right? And applying it to like, in gamifying it to the virtual world, right? And with you're basically real telling me- real dollars powered by DeFi, yeah. Right, with real dollars powered by DeFi, powered by real non-fungible tokens in the metaverse. But you're telling me right now that if I have a certain NFT that then gets staked into Aave, that earns a like a, a, a Aave's tokens, right? As interest, that that will make me and my character and my weapons more powerful. Like what? <laughs> like, are any games? Are any like modern games doing stuff like that, or is that a very DeFi primitive type of concept? Yeah. So you look at somebody like Abagachi. Abagachi. Uh, they're doing something similar with like interest bearing uh, assets within uh, wearables and things like that. Um, but we. Avagachi actually was inspired by charge particles long ago, um, but this is a more generalized aspect. So uh, game in-game items holding interest-bearing assets, this is just one little facet of all NFTs holding all assets. Um, yeah, so, but in-game items is a really, really interesting one. And with our um, Discord is 
it's always popping. If anybody's a Discord person, <laughs> jump in there. There's always there's always some great great ideas being thrown around, and, and gaming's a hot one. I mean, the the ability to have these in game items and battling and real value, and we're DeFi uh, protocol agnostic, so we're only integrated in with Ave right now and Compound at the uh, protocol level, but we can everything is a bit modular, so we can add additional yield sources underneath. Mm. So it's like you can battle and I can be earning interest from uh, your you're interest, earning interest from compound and he's int- earning interest from Ave. And it's like, it's battle of, uh, of the, of the yields based in, and that trickles through Wait, to power. Uh, that's crazy. That's like, that's a whole different type of like game experience. Has is that already in practice right now? Or is that, is, is it very like uh, test or that's like, future not really. Down the line. I mean, okay. Yeah. Future down the line so you think like future state um all in-game assets are represented as nfts where are we now gamers spend billions of dollars on skins and in-game items and all of these things but like it's a closed ecosystem so to get to that like open world i buy an nft i can trade it on a secondary market i can swap it to you i can send it over here i can hold it i can take a loan against it because it's a digital item with a value like we're probably way far off. Um, so it will take some time before these DeFi or uh, blockchain-based games like pick up more and more steam. Uh, mm-hmm. And then and then these like in-game assets holding an increasing value can be a bigger part of this ecosystem. You know, I'm thinking back to when I used to like spend a lot of time playing games like on RuneScape or Club Penguin or Call of Duty and all these, all these like, all these really fun, fun games. And I w- I'm like thinking back, imagine if I had something like that and like when I'm on a mission in RuneScape to get like 99 prayer or like 99 strength, that if I could like boost my my my, my I guess my my rate of getting to 99 by I don't know leveraging one of these like components, one of these like gamified DeFi type of mechanisms that would help get me there quicker um, and give me more power in the ring. But yeah, now I'm just now I'm just spitting out loud and like thinking out loud, but. Yeah, it's a super, super interesting concept, super unique. So interesting, which is a pun. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I can I take, for example, like, like, give me some more examples. Like if I already have, uh, for example, like a a fuck render piece or a ferocious piece, right, Um, that has a certain amount, amount of value or a people piece, can I leverage the value in that across, I guess, compound or Abe or charge particles like is there a way to bridge it like that or is it only through your type of funnel that you were explaining earlier yeah so there's so if you like broadly speaking if you have an nft and it has a value so say you have a nft that's worth a hundred dollars there's other protocols that allow you to take that nft put it in a mm-hmm. smart contract signs it a value of $100 and says you can take a loan of $50 off of it. That's not what we do, but we allow you to take that piece of art that has a marketplace value of $100 and deposit other things inside of it. So if you want to turn this NFT into a ETF holding all these other assets, interest bearing assets, other NFTs as like this Mm -hmm. gigantic basket and then use that as as collateral, uh, you can do something like that with charge particles. Got you. How do you imagine like this model that you guys created? Like, I don't want to say revolutionizing because it's such a clickbaity way to approach a question, but I guess 
altering and affecting like the future of the space from gaming um, and I guess other use cases that you guys are kind of after? Where, where do you guys see your vision at? Yeah, I mean, the vision is that whenever anybody is interacting with an NFT, they have to ask what's inside my NFT. Because using charged particles, it, it's no longer just an NFT. It can hold other assets. It can hold other NFTs. It can, if I'm the artist, I can put social tokens in it and time lock it for uh, a year. I can put other NFTs that spit out after certain periods of time. So it it really changes the game of it's it's no longer just an NFT. It's it's now this container that can hold other assets in a completely programmable way, and then. The DeFi assets, interest-bearing assets, adds this whole new token mechanic. So you think of um, token-gated access, um, which is a big thing. So if I have an NFT, I can access this web webinar. You know, it's like only people with this access token can access this webinar. Well, what if uh, that NFT has a, an accumulating, like a DeFi yield-generating asset inside of it? Well, now you have this additional mechanic within that NFT that represents time and amount that I've put into it. So maybe only a, a, a portion of um, a certain level of accumulated interest will give me access to this or more accumulated interest gives me access to that. So whether that's voting weight within a DAO or access within a token gated access sort of setup, um, or, or even that accumulated interest impacting the way the art looks uh, when sticking to art. So there's there's a lot of possibilities uh, that, that give you this true flexibility with uh, creating NFTs. Interesting. You know, the first thing that I think about after explaining that entire process is how do you explain this to the mass adopters, as the, the industry likes to say, right? How do you explain it to the less crypto-native people who we see the value and the benefit and the, the revolutionary side behind all that crypto brings, right? But this process, it's it's very unique, very specific. I feel like it's to an extent use case dependent to some degrees, I could be wrong. Um, but from what I'm understanding, how do you explain this to someone that is not in the space, right? Because I, I would consider myself in the space, I've been in the space since late 2017. I have a good idea of what's going on, or at least I feel like I do. And I understand what you're saying, but even to an extent, like if I don't go play the game and, and apply it in practice, I won't be able to get like a visual understanding of what the flow and what the system's like. How have you guys thought about that internally when explaining these to people, explaining this to people beyond crypto? Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's not easy, right? I mean, it's, um, all of these things are difficult from taking somebody to like, zero knowledge of crypto to whatever that next level is. So, I mean, having a basic understanding of crypto is necessary to understand why an NFT, why crypto in general has value. And then if you understand kind of why crypto has value, you can understand why a unique token represented by NFT would have value. And then when you understand why an NFT might be important to the ecosystem, then you can start thinking of what other types of use cases an NFT could represent within the ecosystem. Then you can start to think, oh, well, what if I put other assets inside of this NFT in a programmatic, programmatic way? Then, then, so it's like, it's, 
it's uh, the unfortunate reality is like it's not easy to explain the nuts and bolts of how this works to a normie. But uh, we are a protocol. We have a DAP for art. The idea is that we'll have a, another sort of DAP um, that is more user friendly. That this th these things just happen in the background, and and that's the way that you explain it to a normie yeah. is you yeah. don't right. They just happen. They just they're integrated into the process of them interacting with the application that they're they're playing with already, whether it be a game or whatever. Maybe. That's what you're saying. Yeah, or even just a piece of art, and you have this All piece right. of art, and after six months of ownership, it kicks out another piece of art that gives you something else. And after six months more of ownership, you suddenly have these social tokens that are used within this ecosystem. So, I mean, all, all of these concepts, it's like I explain social tokens, you know, which is somewhat uh, easier to understand for people in the crypto space to somebody else, and they're like, I don't get it. Why would somebody have a token? You know, like, well, I mean, you know, you go down these and you're you going down a rabbit hole with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, so I, I, it, 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 it's not easy to explain a lot of these to normies, and uh, I'm I'm looking to the the bigger players in the space to like onboard people in general right. to see the light of why crypto makes sense, and then hopefully we can get them over the line. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's not a like like an entry level point of, okay, this is the first thing you need to learn when you get into crypto, right? There's like layers and an onion to peel when you dive down the rabbit hole that charge particles is a, is a, is a core part of that onion that is uh, allows you to leverage internet funny money in a fun way um, yeah. that, that extends beyond what's already possible. Well, and two fun, innovative things that are kind of, and kind of kind of cool like i mean something we want to do is a, a virtual scavenger hunt so you hide an nft and you put a bunch of money in into it it's interest through ave and whoever finds that nft can discharge they pull out the accumulated interest so the longer it stays hidden the more accumulated interest it earns and the more valuable this is so it's like a virtual treasure hunt and you can do this thing in the real world with AR-based uh, NFTs. So you can hide one in my front yard and uh, somebody finds it, you know, jumping over the fence and all the nonsense, but they discharge the amount of accumulated interest. So it opens up uh, kind of unique use cases like that as well. Yeah, I, I was just looking into the, the QA section uh, and I want to bring up a question because it aligns exactly with where we're at the conversation. Uh, this one comes from Sean Dawes. Uh, question, what type of avenues with NFTs have you tried that didn't work? So I guess let me let me build on top of that. So what types of NFTs have worked and what ha what hasn't worked that you've already tested and tinkered with? Yeah, so um, at Charge Particles, we've gone live with only our art DAP. So this is create a piece of art. We have a minting station. It's free to mint. We're on Polygon as of tomorrow. So it's you know, even the gas fee that you have to pay to mint an NFT is now like a fraction of a penny. Um, so it's free to mint. We have a marketplace. We've done like two million, two and a half million dollars worth of sales. So you can list it there and sell. Uh, it's also listed on OpenSea. So the idea was to go uh, go to market with the art market, um, mm -hmm. art NFTs. So we haven't tried all of these other NFT types. 
we've been sponsors of like NFT hack um, and a few other hackathons. So people have been like experimenting with simple games, financial pieces, um, but we haven't built like a robust enough uh, DAP and, you know, target customer. This is our, our problem that we're solving yet. Uh, but as soon as we, we have a number of key updates uh, and, and and features to push live within the DAP and the protocol. And then we'll start thinking more of like a protocol first. What other uh, verticals within the NFT space do we want to focus on? And uh, and what does that look like? Yeah, I think uh, a qu- like a lot of people that will probably be listening to this are either building their own projects or consuming this for entertainment, informational purpose purposes. But for those, I guess, who are working on their own startups where... They hear a lot of like layer two mumbo jumbo and buzzwords of Polygon or, or competing chains like Solana, Near, et cetera, et cetera. What was that process like for you guys to get integrated with Polygon, specifically for the NFT side? Yeah, question. So Polygon is EVM compatible. Uh, there's a number out there. Um, for us, as soon as Ave went live on Polygon, the, the decision was made because you think about the most gas-intensive portions of charged particles, and we're serverless. We don't collect any user data. You can interact. You can create this NFT. You can create this Russian doll of an NFT, owning an NFT, owning another NFT, all, all the way down, owning interest-bearing assets, time-locked, um, all of these things. You can program the interest going wherever you want. So you have this insane flexibility, but um, we don't have a centralized server or anything. So all of these things are happening on chain. So it, it, it's a little bit of gas here. It's a little bit of gas there. So it's it's super malleable and flexible. But if you're paying $20, uh, you know, gas is 100 guay, which now it's like, it was like seven the other day. <laughs> what the heck? This is great. Um, How did I miss that? So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just like, I, I want to. Play, play around with a bunch of these apps that I never played with. I should, should have. But um, the the ability for you to do all of these fun things, including interest-bearing assets and w- w- all of these all of these insanely creative things at a fraction of a penny, even if gas is seven way, you're still paying, you know, three, four or five dollars at every transaction. It's a significant savings overall. You create this gigantic monster and you pay I don't know, a couple pennies versus 50, 60 bucks. Like it's, it's quite substantial, the savings. So the idea, as soon as Polygon went uh, layered, as soon as Ave went on Polygon um, and OpenSea had support for Polygon, um, it's EVM compatible. We actually got a grant from Polygon. The team is super receptive um, and helpful. Uh, The decision was kind of made there. Um, then this was part of um, us thinking through a multi-chain approach. Like, what does it look like to go on other chains, other layer twos, um, which us, like many other projects in the space, are starting to define this because it's not exactly clear how all of these things work together or don't work together. Um, but it's it's a design space we're all working towards together, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I see more and more and more networks and more narratives that make these competing networks more compelling. And from Cardano to Nier to Tezos to uh, to Polygon to Avalanche, like the list just goes on and on and on and on, right? And 
like how will that look down the line because the nfts that you have that live on ethereum and on polygon they're only really unique to ethereum and polygon versus a competing network that's not compatible with ethereum right so it's only unique as unique uh as the network that it lives on right but when we start getting into like multi-chain worlds you know uh, uh, maxis might like shit on me for that one because there will never be a multi-chain world there will only be bitcoin ethereum blah 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 but like the reality is like i feel like there will be a multi-chain world and blockchains will be used and designed per use case um and when you get into the world of nfts and you're creating non-fungible tokens that are unique for the chain that they live on I'm just thinking out loud here, it gets to the point where like how unique are these assets when you talk about their non-fungibleness, right? But but the second that we get onto competing chains, they're probably gonna be like wrapped NFTs of some sort, right? To mimic, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that's gonna look like. I'm just look, thinking about like what we have present today. Nobody does. And this yeah. is the thing is like, th- things are gonna get real weird. Like we know what it looks like in five years and that's you know this interoperable like multi-chain like all of these yeah you and me will still be on blockchain and booze you know (laughs) drinking something weird but um we know where that is and it's a it's a really rocky unknown way to get there um so i think yeah it's it's going to be messy it's going to be weird to be nfts that are duplicated across multiple chains and you think you have like perfect provenance on this chain and then you find out like but it's replicated it's been ported there and I, I i don't really understand how to follow this and like cross train swaps and bridges go down and all, all the all the weirdness so yeah. it's um this is why we love the space right it's uh it's not yeah, easy. that's what makes it exciting that's why that's why i got attracted to it initially yeah. how do you think uh charge particles kind of fits into the picture when nfts start being used for tickets like for concerts um or for festivals etc could you apply the same process or would that be like a perfect use case walk me through that yeah um so i'll I'll preface this to say that like we've thought of a lot of these use cases but um the best use cases and the best ideas will come from the community so anybody that's listening jump in our discord my dms are open whatever um but there's we're always open to crazy ideas. I, you know, I, I, I want to hear a hundred crazy ideas and t- crazy, terrible ideas because there's probably a good one in, in there. So I, th- I think there's something there. Um, what's the name of that ticket? Um, ticketing where you stake something before an event. It's like an ETH project. Um, you know what I'm t- I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with it. If there is yes. a good NFT ticketing platform out there, I would love to find out about it because I think it's such a prime use case and there there isn't one that's doing it right just yet. But you were saying, hey, yeah, did you find a name? Uh, no, I, I, yeah. I like Googled ETH ticketing and it didn't show up. So <laughs> whoever's running that project, you got to get on your SEO because yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. Um, they used it for like dev cons in the past and you would basically stake a little die saying that you're going to go to the event. And if you go, then you get refunded that stake. And if not that you lose that stake. So I think there's something really cool using whatever that company is, um, something like pool together 
and something like charge particles. So the idea is that you stake a little amount of money. It's entered in a random no law lottery through pool together, containerized within the NFT, your ticket itself. And if you show up, so you, you get incentive to, um, purchase this ticket early because you have more lottery, more chances to win the lottery based on the interest earned. Um, but I, th I think that there's something definitely there. I just haven't quite figured out how to draw the lines or, I mean, go, go to market strategy of a, yeah. a, a ticket matter with NFTs is also a tough one. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely something there within ETH ticketing tickets represented as NFTs. Um, using these DeFi protocols, encouraging people to purchase the tickets earlier. That's good for the organizer. Uh, there's definitely something there. Got you. Uh, I want to jump into the comments again. Uh, this is Jake from Agingo. Ag Ag I don't know how to pronounce that. But, uh, and I think you already talked about this, that you're serverless. But he asks, uh, did you centralize to reduce the transaction fees or are you using a side chain or other approach? So just to answer that and clear the air, you guys are serverless, right? Uh, you guys are launching on Polygon as a layer two to mitigate the transaction fees. But right now you've been on Ethereum. Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, another question comes, uh, this one comes from Alex Yates. Curious about more use cases outside of gaming for the convergence of NFTs and DeFi. What have you seen uh, tried slash worked and where do you think the biggest opportunities lie in the future? Which we kind of dabbled, but I guess let's 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 dive deeper into that. Yeah, sure. So in our docs, we have a section that's like projects built on charge particles. Um, so in one of the hackathons, the idea was uh, this team, and I'm totally forgetting the name. I'm sorry, uh, team, but uh, they built the idea that um, your security deposit for a rental contract is deposited into an NFT, it's earning interest. And over that time period that you are in that the, the apartment or the rental unit, um, a portion of the interest goes to you, the renter, and to the uh, rentee, I guess, or rentor and rentee, you. So that is one potential use case. So each uh, rental unit has its own NFT that the security deposit is uh, deposited in. Man, this kombucha is giving me the burps. It's Dude, not good. <laughs> it's just terrible. Dude, this is the that's like, that's like six in a row right now. It's not good. Yeah, Dude, that's the I'm going to go chug a LaCroix real quick just, yeah. to, just to like keep this thing going. You're like dying on me, man. I need you. I need you. Oh, I mean, it's just, just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Interject. My God, I'll just tug on my, uh, well, you can tug on my ears. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I think all of these, like at attacking the idle cash uh, and having that idle cash containerized within an NFT is like gigantic, gigantic uh, use case. So uh, there, there's also something gigantic within um the financial use cases of something like charge particles are probably, um, I mean, there's, there's a few billion dollar ideas within the protocol somewhere, whether it's companies issuing bonds, having the collateral locked inside of the NFT that's time locked over periods of time or, mm -hmm. or something. Uh, there's definitely something, something there. So if there's somebody interested, if somebody listening who uh, knows, uh, if, uh, 
a a bleeding neck issue within the financial world that could be solved with NFTs owning other assets, reach out to me. I mean, this is uh, we're getting to the point now where we can start um, adding some some tech talent and, and and really start hammering out like a proof of concept on some of these things. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of crypto is the the more open it is, the more you encourage collaboration. Uh, so shout out to Charge Particles. Go help them out if you find it of interest. Let's see a demo really quick because we've been putting a lot of theory out in the air. Let's 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 put it to practice so people can kind of get an idea. Um, let me add my screen or let me add the screen. Uh, boom. Maybe if you also want, you want to zoom in in the middle so we can see clear. Hold on, I think you're muted. I think you're muted. I can see your screen, but I don't hear you. Is it? I there muted you go. it. Yeah, just to, there you go. Just to mess with you. Yeah. Okay. One thing. One thing I recommend, though. Uh, yeah. Exactly. There you go. Cool. So when you when you come to Charge Particles, uh, you can go into our app. So it's app.charge.fi. This is a minting station so you can create your nft it's very similar to a lot of nft minting stations we don't charge any fees to mint um we do allow creator royalties so percent of interest so this is any percent of the interest earned within the yield bearing assets within this nft can go back to me the creator um percent of resale so this is a percentage of the increase in price always going back to the the creator so other than that Pretty standard minting station. We don't charge any fees. Um, we don't collect any user information, all, all of the things. Um, and this, again, goes live on uh, uh, Polygon tomorrow. Gotcha. Cool. So then we we also have a marketplace. So same thing. So this is a curated marketplace. It normally loads a lot faster than this. Got to love live demos. Um, so these are some of the pieces of art that have been created with Charge Park. Uh, we rank the marketplace right now based on highest high interest earned. So, um, for instance, IMT, they're, uh, they're a musician group that does a lot of stuff with us. They play at all of our Metaverse events. Mm -hmm. um, man, I think this uh, stream is killing my... Dude, um, streams, they, my, they take a lot of bandwidth. Yeah. So you look at uh, this NFT on Charge Particles. So, I mean, take a look. Checking out Tyler Ward. Shout out our investor. Nice. <laughs> so this, this NFT is still tradable, listable on um, OpenSea. See, look, OpenSea is taking forever to load, too. It is not just me. Um, <laughs> so it's still a normal okay. Non-custodial, transferable NFT, but mm -hmm. you can see that this one that's earning it, just the Ave interest rate. It also has some of the social, and this one actually all includes a number of NFTs. Uh, the the view is not showing up, but these are NFTs locked within it. Um, so right now, the only NFTs that are showing up on our marketplace were created at our minting station here but over the coming months you'll be able to take your favorite nft that you've minted in other place it say you mint an nft it open then you can take it 
to charge particles. And you, as the owner of that NFT, will be able to deposit assets inside of it. You'll be able to program those assets uh, so you can you can deposit whatever sort of assets you would like into that mm. NFT, whether it be Aave interest-bearing assets, uh, any ERC-20, like a uh, you can do LP tokens, you can do social tokens, you can do other non-Aave listed tokens, and you can even deposit other uh, ERC-721s or 1155s, other mm -hmm. NFTs. Very cool. Very interesting. Interesting. How long did it take for you guys to put this entire, I guess, platform together? A long time. I mean, Rob had a uh, proof of concept early 2020 uh, that was live uh, on Covan. Um, and then since then, I mean, it was like a nights and weekends project until October of last year. But October until February was full time, like sprints, uh, adding team members, building it out. Um, and it's still it's still evolving, right? Like uh, we're constantly having adding features and functionality and improving it as we go along. Yeah, super cool. Uh, I love to see it. I'm excited to to see because obviously this is like very phase phase zero phase one part of what the vision is going to become. And then when you start gamifying all these different mechanisms and, and plugging and playing them underneath the surface as people interact with all these different applications, like we were talking about. And seeing this thing come to life, I'm excited to see that. Uh, that that should be very cool. Yeah, and it's important to know. I mean, the app that we have, yeah, we've we've had pretty decent traction, a couple million dollars of sales, and like people minting things and playing around. And I think we'll have quite a bit more traction when we uh, go on Polygon. Um, but like this is essentially a proof of concept of like what's possible using charge particles. So it's a uh, yeah, it's. We got a long way to go, um, but we've come a long way, and we've got a great team and an amazing community. And we're uh, we're excited to change the NFT world. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I'm trying to go back to the to the to the uh, questions and see what else everybody's asking you. I have some Crypto Monday fans in here too. Shout out to Alina. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I have. Um, let's see. Um, I clicked on okay. that link. I couldn't get into it. So sorry, you're you're my um, viewer into uh, Rimo. Uh, all I mean, all good. Yeah, really quick. Go to meet.blockchainboost.io if you're just tuning in on on Twitter. It's going to take you to Remo. Ben, if you end up logging in, uh, be sure to, to mute your Chrome tab so the uh, audio doesn't overlap into the stream. But meet.blockchainboost.io. Um, there you can hang out with people live as they ask questions and do do their spiel. Um, but I want to go back into the QA for a minute. This one comes from John Dorfman. Uh, ben, are there any prolific projects you know of that are staking NFTs to earn physical products or rewards right now? So I can't get this thing to work. Any prominent projects that are staking NFTs to earn rewards? Yeah, what kind so of rewards? are there, I guess, rewards in general. So, are there any, pro, let me read it again. Are there any prolific projects you know of that are staking NFTs to earn physical products slash rewards? Um, not off the top of my head. I mean, I know that this is a use case, I know that there's some other projects in the space that are attempting to do this. Um, but, um, no, not off the top of my head. 
Sorry. I'm muted. All right. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Uh, can you talk more about how's that progressing and how do you see that? Oh, this one comes from another one from Alex Yates. Can you talk more about leptins? How is that progressing? How is that progressing and how do you see that evolving? Leptins? What is leptins? Yeah. So you'll notice within charged particles that we stick to physics theme. Our, uh, Community is uh, uh, photons. Uh, each time you create an NFT on our platform, it's a proton. Uh, our, our, um, there. I think I actually joined, but I probably didn't mute it. No, I see. Um, I see it in the green room. Yeah, you're gonna have to probably when you click the tab, you right click and just hit mute really quick. You should be fine. But go ahead. You were saying perfect. Yeah. So we we stick to this theme throughout charged particles and one of the, another aspect within the ecosystem is called a lepton so a lepton is a yield multiplier nft so when talking about the technology the ability for an nft to hold another nft well in probably the next month and a half we'll start with uh nft liquidity mining so uh you will be able to liquidity mine our governance token inx within your nft and you're able to take this lepton and deposit it into your nft and receive multiplied rewards so it's a a pretty cool use case of the technology and nfts nested within another nfts providing boosted rewards for the holder so we're uh we're building this out and we had built it out but we want to make sure that it's audited um it's sure. uh it's all of these things have scope creep on you, what you could ever imagine. So um, what started as like, oh, yeah, we'll just uh, do this NFT. Yield farming turned into something much, much more. Um, but we're really excited for it to go live. And uh, leptons are the yield multiplier NFT okay. that are able to be used within this, uh, this process. Got you. Another question comes, uh, are you guys both 721 and 1155 uh, compatible? We are. Cool. Very cool. Um, did you get it to work, by the way? The, the, the live? Okay, cool, cool. Um, all right, that let's was see. That said hi. Oh, okay. <laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see. What brand of kombucha are you drinking, Ben? Someone's asking. Flying Embers. Nice. <laughs> I love it. You guys got to get more creative with your questions. Uh, let me let me pull this up again because I see people jumping in and out from the stream on Twitter. So meet.blockchainboost.io, meet.blockchainboost.io, go there and ask your questions. Do you have any questions for me? Do I have any questions for you? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I pull, Looks like sometimes, sometimes I pull the reverse, dude. I have Moscow Mule on my graphic every single time, but I always just put together what I have around. So right now it's orange juice with a splash of vodka. That's what I have going on over here. Yeah. And I have yeah. it in a whiskey cup. This is how weird it gets at my place. That's called a screwdriver. It's nothing like a Moscow mule, but I know. I'll, I'll, is it, I'll is, let it slide yeah. this time. There you go. But you're drinking yeah. kombucha. How can you even shit on me? I mean, yeah. It was like, what? I'm not going to take tequila shots at four o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> man. Get out of here. I mean, maybe, but probably not. I love uh, it. I'd say, question for you. Wait, I'm just going to continue turning this on you. Um, yeah. I'm turning it on you. Uh, what gets you most excited about the crypto ecosystem and why? 
Um, so general crypto or like NFTs yeah, and crypto, all things, so not just things. NFTs. Um, so I I joined in late 2017, uh, and I got started by reading the the Bitcoin white paper, and my my introduction to the space came from writing in Facebook groups, university Facebook groups, because I, I was I was learning this stuff while I was at uni and writing in random Facebook groups. If anybody wants to learn about what Bitcoin is, how it works, I rented out this room on the weekend on campus on Saturday at this time. Come join me and I'll be teaching about Bitcoin like that was that was my entry. And I did a bunch of those um, And that one session started with like two people and it grew to like 20 people and then Within a year and a half, we had like 350 people strong, uh, like interested in crypto and, and excited about this stuff. And the only reason why I was really motivated about it initially, like what caught my, what, what sparked my attention was like many people, I was curious how, curious how there was a publicly traded asset on the market that was uh, trading at $20,000 at the time. I was like, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, and secondly, um, I got bit by the media chain bug. So if, for those who don't know, media chain was like an early startup that was, uh, that was acquired by Spotify. It was started by variant funds, Jesse Walden. Uh, and I was interested how you could leverage this technology beyond its financial component of trading. And they were basically helping manage us, helping Spotify manage their royalties and distributions to, to artists, leveraging blockchain tech. And I was like, Oh, this is cute. This is cool. Like, there's more to crypto than uh, than the price. So from reading the white paper and teaching people to then getting bit by the media chain bug uh, and seeing that whole acquisition from Spotify, um, that's what really caught my attention because I was like, this is like new technology. There's something cooking over here. One, people are making a lot of money, but they're also changing a lot of traditional systems that are outdated. Let's, let's jump in. There's something cool going on. Um, and that was it. That was literally my initial my initial excitement about the space. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, dude, best of luck on the on the Polygon launch tomorrow. That's exciting. When does that go live? Uh, probably in the afternoon. We haven't okay. officially set a, a, a live time. Amazing. So shout out yourself. Where can we find you? Where can we learn more about it? Uh, and where can we stay up to date? Yeah, sure. Easiest way for me personally is on Twitter. So at Ben Lakoff, first name, last name, L-A-K-O-F-F uh, on Twitter. And then for Charge Particles, it's at DeFiNFT on Twitter. Um, and that will kind of get you down the started down the rabbit hole. But um, yeah, we're, we're hiring front end uh, Web3 devs uh, and they're rare, rarity right now. Um, we have an awesome community. Uh, would love to have anybody join who's interested in changing the world for NFTs. We're here. Nice, very cool. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up one more thing, but I'll say this: best of luck on the launch tomorrow. You guys are gonna kill it. I really like what you're doing. Um, and uh, let's jump into networking. Meet.blockchainbooze.io. If you're not, uh, if you're not there already, go there. Meet.blockchainbooze.io. This is my favorite part of blockchain and booze okay basically uh we all get to go to meet.blockchainbooze.io when we get in there remo will onboard us they'll ask us to turn on our mics and our cameras i'll end the stream 
that you guys are all watching in the platform. And then we'll all disperse to colorful tables where we'll be able to meet, network, drink, hang out, talk, and chat with everybody that's been watching live. So the only way to do that is if you go to meet.blockchainbooze.io. Meet.blockchainbooze.io. I'll see you there. Ben, again, man, props to you, bro. Congratulations uh, and best of luck. Thank you for being on. One final cheers. Hopefully next time we get you with, with real alcohol. Uh, and you're not perfect. This is real alcohol. Come, come on. No, yeah, man. Yeah, the birth is terrible. My bad. I, and I'll see, you, I'll see you at Crypto Mondays. Shout out Crypto Mondays because I've been there and that's a lot of fun. Every Monday in Venice. Check us out. Thanks, yes, Adam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Of course, man. everyone. Blo- blockchain. Uh, Meet.blockchainbooze.io. I'm just yelling out blockchain now. <laughs> Meet.blockchainbooze.io. Uh, we'll see you there. And uh, we'll see you next week for a very, very special session. Meet.blockchainboost.io. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience.